You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Now, uh, let's turn to our very first uh, topic and uh, guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we are talking a little bit more about the provision of services for children uh, with autism here in Hong Kong. Now, what happens when you discover that your child is on the autism spectrum? And what are the services available here in Hong Kong? And what is early intervention? And just how early is early intervention? A lot of questions and uh, we're joined by a special guest today. We're chatting with Keith Lee, the project director and the school principal and the head teacher of the Rainbow Project Learning Centre um, and uh, that's based in uh, here in Hong Kong, uh, in Saiyingpun and they are a local charity that provides uh, English medium special education services and also bilingual occupation therapy and speech therapy to children uh, who are diagnosed uh, with ASD and uh, for those who have special education needs. Welcome to the program Keith and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon um, thank you for having me on the program so uh, perhaps uh, let's talk a little bit more about some of the the, the services available here in Hong Kong uh, when parents uh, discover that uh, their child perhaps uh, is, is a little bit different where do they go from there I mean do they go to a public hospital to, to get a doctor to sign off something how does it all work how does it work work out well, um, now I believe that um, parents with uh, children, um, as they are growing up, they would be seeing a pediatrician. And depending on the development of the child, if the child is suspected to have some, um, uh, what you call that, some slow development in certain areas, um, the pediatrician will actually advise them to see a specialist like a psychologist. And so when they have seen a psychologist and upon the psychologist uh, giving, uh, giving them a diagnosis of having an autism, and the psychologist would actually refer them to um, the services available in, in Hong Kong. Like, you know, they will refer them to um, some centers that provide uh, special education for, uh, especially for children with autism. Okay, so the process is really, you go to a, a doctor, a pediatrician, they write a letter for you, and then is, is that letter for someone in the public system, the psychologist in the public system, or is it a private system? How, how does that work? Um, it can be both. It can be a public system or a private system. And uh, usually this, these services are listed um, on the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, special education provision um, uh, under the category. So the psychologist would actually uh, refer them to the parents and the parents would actually have an option to whether to choose a public system or a private system. I see. And what are the main differences between um, the private and the public system uh, other than cost? Um, well, the public system, um, now in Hong Kong, um, when the government talked about the, what they call it, the uh, um, integration, so it's, it's a little bit, little bit different. Like integration to them means that they want to house all um, kids with special needs mm. into an under one umbrella. So, and then you have mixed kids with special needs in one classroom. Um, but for kids with autism, uh, it is important that they uh, select a service that is especially uh, uh, people who are professional in dealing with kids with, uh, with autism. And actually, that would be 
uh, a better choice. Like most of the people that provide specialized services, not in the private sector. Um, if you go to a public system, you may not get uh, a specialized services in autism. You mentioned just now about early intervention. I mean, what exactly is early intervention and, and how early is early intervention? Now, for a child to be uh, accurately diagnosed to have uh, an autism, uh, it has to be at least two and a half years old. Two and um, a half. So, okay. if, yeah, if a child is if a child is diagnosed beyond two and a half, it may not be that accurate. So um, now once the child has been diagnosed at two and a half, um, uh, so the child is is good to put the child, um, you know, uh, uh, to, to receive uh, training as early as possible. So um, one of the big, the number one obstacle faced by a child with autism is in the area of speech. So speech therapy would be on the top priority. So if they can start training, uh, receive uh, training in speech therapy, that would be excellent. Um, the other areas, because a lot of children with autism, uh, being the, being speech being the number one uh, difficulty they face, there are why other things that? that come. What, why is speech uh, one of the biggest difficulties that they face? Um, well, it is still a a, minister, a mystery mm -hmm. even in the medical world they couldn't explain why a child with autism is uh, a part of the uh, symptoms yes. yeah is uh, the speech area so uh, many children with autism have uh, speech difficulty it can be mild to severe severe can be you know they, they wait they may not be developed they may, they may not develop speech forever. Mm -hmm. So until, you know, and some have very deep development of speech, maybe three, four years old. And some um, have very limited speech. Some are just using a single phrase. So there's a different degree of uh, uh, speech difficulty depending on how severely they're affected by autism. Yeah, I should also mention that, you know, autism is really a spectrum disorder. You know, you can be on one end of the spectrum that there are many points uh, along the spectrum so people some children with autism uh, may be high functioning and, and like you said some may never develop uh, speech some may just have a delay so it really is a varying uh, it's varying uh, it, it varies from child to child yes uh, the spectrum is very wide so um, we we're talking about kids with um, that are high functioning so they would have a higher chance to be integrated to uh, mainstream school and they can function pretty well following the mainstream syllabus and they probably can sit down and take tests, do examinations. Uh, these are possible for the uh, mild cases. Um, so and then we have the medium range, like they may not be able to uh, integrate it in the mainstream school, so may, they may stay in the special school you know, most part of the time. Um, and for severe range, um, they neither be able, um, they may not be able to, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, successfully integrated to uh, a school, but because they are so severe, and most of the time they have to do one-to-one -one training, or some severe ones may have to do home homeschooling. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned a point earlier, which is a good point that, you know, you can't make an accurate assessment until the child is around two and a half years old because maybe, yeah. maybe because of, of development or, or delays that, that children, you don't really know until they're at that age. But what if some parents actually really believe that they, they have a child with autism and they're displaying a lot of the signs, you know, n- no eye contact, um, and, and, you know, the typical signs that we often read about, um, can can they get them diagnosed earlier by, by going to a specialist? Um, yes. So now, let's say by two and a half and your child is not, you know, showing good eye contact, no speech, and, um, uh, you know, the cognitive area is not that good and they are not even uh, involved in uh, interactive play with other kids. Mm-hmm. And it actually would be a good uh, suggestion for them to see a specialist as early as possible yeah even at three years old or four years old yeah yeah uh, you know but what if some uh, the other end of the spectrum is what if some parents are in denial and that you know they think oh that will come don't worry that they're just a a shy child um that they're just shy that's why no con- eye contact or maybe they they, they, yeah. they understand everything but they're just not very verbal i mean that there's that end of the spectrum as well for certain parents in that denial yeah so uh, my suggestion is like, you know, even if you have the least suspicion that you should go see a psychologist because the psychologist would actually do a, a very accurate test. And even if your your child has mild autism and it's also good way to start receiving training as early as possible because if you receive early training, if your child is mild, then it will have a high chance for the child to be integrated successfully into mainstream. Mm-hmm. If you do not see a psychologist and if you ch- you've just left the child on his own because he's like his mouth, but sometimes you never know if you don't have early intervention, um, the it will the difficulty will accumulate and until a certain age it will display you know become a very what you call it it might become a a major disability if you yeah. did not intervene earlier. Yeah, I mean, I, I've also read that. Is there a, a real cure to to autism? I mean, can it be corrected? Will autism perhaps go away um, as a child uh, go, uh, grows uh, grows up? Well, um, if you are looking from the medical point of view in the medical world, there is no cure for autism, mm-hmm. um, but early intervention actually plays an important part. Um, like. If you if you have early intervention and then the child will learn how to cope better, so if they cope better, that means um, the managing the autism, the symptoms. yeah, autism mm-hmm. doesn't or doesn't go away. But you can maybe put maybe I, I would use a term it can be reduced, and because the child learn how to cope and then they they learn how to behave like they understand like you know what is the social appropriate behavior and then they kind of cope and then they learn and adapt. So that would be the words that I use, you know, coping, adapt, but yeah. autism doesn't go away. Yeah. Well, let's talk about sort of the role of um, uh, Project, uh, sorry, Rainbow Project Learning Centre. Now, you kind of fill in the gaps a little bit. So um, can you be referred by the government and can parents actually come to your learning centre? Ha- um, tell us about uh, Project uh, Rainbow Project Learning Centre. Uh, yes, um, we are registered under the EDB and we have an EDB enrollment number. So we are registered as a, a non-profit um, private uh, learning center that offers special education for children with autism. So, and we are also listed with some of the um, like pediatrician and also some um, uh, psychological clinics. So they are aware that we are run. 
So once a child is being diagnosed at the public system or private system, uh, one of their centers that they will be referred to is Rainbow Center. I see. So, and they, they do they need to sort of apply with the government beforehand to be referred to you or they can also approach you guys separately? Um, yep, they can apply directly. Once they are being uh, diagnosed and if Rainbow Project Center is being um, recommended as one of the on the list, they can approach it directly. They can send in the application. We have the application information online or they can call us direct um, and we can go from there once a child is being referred to our center. Yeah, okay, I see. And is your center under the, the I, the integrated or the S? Um, or there's, oh, is it the S or the, or is it under early intervention? So I'm thinking out oh, loud. I, I should actually back yeah. up a little bit. So for, for some of our listeners yeah. who may not be familiar w with the system, basically right. once you receive a sort of diagnosis for your child, be it uh, autism or hearing loss or any sorts of um, uh, issue that, that, that your, your child may have, um, you can... Uh, a medical social worker from the public system, I'm referring to the public system, can refer to you to early intervention centers, but there are also different streams depending on how old the child is. If your child is under two years old, you have to go under the E line, which is early intervention. And if your child is a little bit older, they can go into the I and the S. I stands for, I think, integrated or is it intermediate? I forget. And then the S stands for severe. Uh, again, it depends on the severity of your child's um, disability and I use the word disability as a general sort of term. Um, so is, is Rainbow uh, Project Learning Centre under the early intervention stream or is it the, the later stream? Uh, I would say we are more uh, categorised under the early the, intervention stream. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, because well, we, have two classroom, we have two classrooms right now. We have the early intervention and the primary. So if they come in starting early intervention, and once they complete the early intervention and they're still not ready to be integrated, they can move on to our primary classroom. Sure. Okay. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm completely thinking out loud here. Keith, let's talk a little bit more about how um, your centre has been affected by um, COVID-19. I mean, can can your students still be able, are they still able to come to your learning centre? Um, so we have to abide by the, uh, the order sure. issued by the EDB and the government. Uh, so at the moment, uh, so because, you know, it's discouraged group gathering. So um, at the moment right now, we are, our teachers have prepared some e-learning resources. So we have um, teachers recorded some what called it, um, lessons on video and we send the video back home. So the parents can actually sit down with the child anytime they at home. Um, and then they can have some learning at home, looking at the video. <laughs> and so we actually give them a weekly timetable updated every week, so they can click on certain link, and it will be referred. They will be referred to a a, a, a a certain link where they can click on, and then they, they do learning at home. Um, besides that, we also, um, as long as they are coming uh, one one at a time, uh, we also provide some kind. Of of like a partial uh, schooling like oh, the children take turns to come to the center once a week uh, so that to keep them active 
Yeah. Absolutely. Because I was going to say, I think a lot of children sort of miss school. And perhaps if you have um, a child with special needs or, you know, child with autism, perhaps they like that routine. And if you take that away from, from, from them, maybe, I mean, all children like routine, but perhaps they might even get more frustrated at home. I mean, have you heard um, from, from your students how this may have affected them um, emotionally and affected them as well? Um, yes, uh, so especially children with autism, um, like they 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 have they like routine. So if there's a major change in routine, they get very stressed out. Um, so um, there are parents who call me up say, you know, the child has been like pestering Crying, them. You know, yeah. oh yes, I want to go to school. I want to go to school. I want to go to school <laughs> because they couldn't understand why they can't go to school because they can't reason that well. Yes. Um, so that's why we. Um, get the teachers to record lessons so that at least at home they can still see the, the teacher's face right in front of them on the video. So at least that calms them down a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, once they come to school once a week and they have the physical interaction with the kids, that actually also helps them that, oh, at least I'm still seeing my teacher, my teacher is still around, you know, because they want to be assured that my teachers are still around, they're not disappearing, they're not missing. <laughs> That worries them, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, remind yeah. our listeners once again, Keith, um, how we can find out more about you and your work. How can we find out more about uh, the Rainbow uh, Project uh, here in Hong Kong? Have you got a website and a Facebook Yes, page? we have. Yes, we have a, a website and a Facebook. So our website is um, rainbowproject.org. So that is our main website. And uh, if you do a search on Rainbow Project Facebook, um, at the word Hong Kong, and you should be able to find our Facebook account and also our main website. And you can, the informations are all there. You can call us direct um, to ask for more information. Uh, so some of the parents actually found us on the website as well. Yes, absolutely. I find I found you guys on your website as well, and I also believe, um, and and also previously from Operation Santa Claus. Um, thank oh you yes. So, yes. <laughs> meanwhile, thank you so much for your time today, and that's Keith Lee, the project director, the school principal, and head teacher You're most of welcome. Rainbow Project Learning Center. Thank you very much, and stay healthy and safe. <laughs> Bye for now. Same to you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.